This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Earlier this week, Monday, as a matter of fact, the new... Uh, plan from the federal government kicked in saying, you know what, if you've been working from home over the course of the pandemic, those days are over. Starting on January 16th, we want you to return to the office at least two, three days a week. Okay. Um, we know that a lot of federal services really suffered uh, throughout the course of the pandemic for various different reasons. But one of them that the government cited was the fact that, you know, in keeping our service centers open and all that sort of stuff, the staff wasn't there. So they think this is going to help with that. Now, not everybody is happy with this. In fact, some people are really, really unhappy. And we might see strike action at a very important federal government um, outlet, for lack of a better term, um, at a very important time of the year. We'll get into that in just a second. But first of all, let's talk about how it's going, the return to work, the transition, and what some of the issues we've encountered are. We're going to chat with Mark Briere, who is the national president of the Union of Taxation Employees. Mark uh, thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, Mr. Gadam. Uh, so, just tell us, how has it gone? It started on Monday, and I've heard all kinds of complaints and concerns about the way this has gone. Well, it's going uh, as we expected. It's not going well. Uh, but at the Canada Revenue Agency, uh, not a lot of people have been returning to the office. So it's mainly the, the, you know, the top uh, managers, senior management that has been asked to come to the office first. But there are some managers out there that did not get the message from the Sherry Commissioner right. that uh, to wait a little bit before getting more people in. And in Toronto, for example, they asked hundreds of people to come in. And then after that, they realized that it was not supposed to be just yet. So it's, you know, they're not ready. Yeah, okay, so and help so me with that, because I've heard that from other people, like people who work for the federal public uh, federal government saying you know what we know we're supposed to come back we know that this is the mandated date to come back and it has to happen by this time period it's not like everybody comes back today but they said they hadn't been given any instruction at all in terms of when to come back is that is that what you're seeing among your membership two people just they know they have to come back but there's no plan laid out right now it's still uh, early uh, not a lot of information has been coming out but they basically, at the Canada Revenue Agency, they are not ready, and people are going to come back later, still within the time frame imposed by the government, mm-hmm. arbitrarily. Uh, but uh, I don't know where they're going to put them. Uh, like, for example, we got people in where you are, in Calgary and Edmonton. we got call centers. Uh, the size of the call centers have tripled during the pandemic because they could afford to have more people working from home, and they won't be able to bring them back in the office. There's not enough space. Just to give one example. So, you know, their plan, their one-size-fits-all plan is pretty flawed. And they did not talk to us. Treasury board is acting like a bully. They just try to impose it. It makes no sense. There's no reason, no discussions. Instead of talking at the bargaining table, like we asked, they don't really care. So it's not going that well. But Mark, let me let me let me just say. I mean, prior to the pandemic, everybody went into the office and everybody worked. It's not like they're asking you to completely reinvent the wheel. I mean, this is the way it was done for a really, really, really long time. You're right, but uh, there were some problems before, and there were people working remotely before the pandemic. But yeah, you're right; we've been forced to go to change the way we do business. But during the pandemic, 
95% of our members at the CRE were working remotely. There are still more than 90% of people are still working remotely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we got 37,000 members, 4,000 on the premises. Here is 56,000 people, 5,000 on premises. You know what? The last time I checked, when they asked us to deliver the, the emergency benefits to the tune of 210 billion, people working from home uh, mainly. And what happened? We delivered the goods within a couple of days to get the monies in people's bank accounts. So I think we've proven that a lot of jobs can be done remotely. And But those who are required to go to the office every day are going to the office every day. Those who want to go to the office can go to the office. But instead of imposing something when it's not necessary, without consultation, imposing it on people, people change the way they do their, their life. They reorganize their lives. Like for the last three years, two and a half years, some people don't pay daycare anymore. Well, I'd like to see, I'd like to see you run in, in a few weeks or a month to get daycare now. You need it two days, but you're going to be charged five, and you can get it. Yeah. Like, you just don't make a miracle happen. They, they, they don't live in the real world. We're not saying that we, we're not willing to, willing to talk about it, but they don't want to talk about it. They just want to impose it. Okay, I guess that's, that's, like, the, que- that's, that's the question I'm asking. I mean, th- these are jobs, and, and like I say, for a long time, the vast majority of them were at least, uh, for the most part, done you know, in offices. Um, they're right. saying they want to see a return to that. You're saying that's no longer acceptable because things have changed, but you're willing to talk. Talk about what? I mean, what, no, would, you, what would you propose? I'm, I'm not saying that it's absolutely wrong, that uh, there's no that we shouldn't discuss it. It's one of our main priorities at the bargaining table. We don't want them to impose it at their will, arbitrarily, anymore. The, the workplace has changed, and the, the capacity is there now to offer a lot of services at distance. And if it makes sense to be in the office, then be in the office. And if it, you can do it remotely, let work with the employees and then let, let, try to accommodate them with their work-life balance that's greatly improved and get the job done. Like, why do we need to push people to be back to the office if there's no good reason and their productivity is even as good, if not better, when they're at home? Okay, now that's this the is... The... They don't want to talk about it. We're willing to discuss it at the bargaining table. It's one of our main demands. But they, they made that change in our face one week prior to having a mediation, one week before Christmas for people to scramble, with no reason, no studies, just because they want to please the business community. I understand that, but you've got one pissed off group of people here. Yeah, clearly. Now, to the point that you're actually going to start taking strike votes uh, starting the end of this month. Now, you say you're willing to negotiate, you want to bargain, you want to sit down, but the CRA has filed an unfair labor practice complaint saying the exact yeah. opposite. You won't bargain in good faith and you won't make any effort to come up with a collective agreement. So uh, what am I to make of that? Okay, that's a good question. You know what? They got a lot of guts, eh, to not use other terms. They, they're, it's pretty ironic. Like, if you don't know, I'm going to let you know that in the last round of bargaining, it took four years after the expiry of the previous contract to get a deal. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the time before, four years also. Eight of the last ten years, we were without a contract. That's like five years each time without a wage increase. Now, after coming to the rescue of Service Canada and the federal government during the pandemic to deliver the emergency benefits that's not in our mandate to start with. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. By, after bailing them out, we expected more respect at the bargaining table. So we are not uh, taking strike votes because of the remote uh, work uh, change right now. It's part of it. Mm-hmm. They did not even dare to offer us a wage offer. Where the four order bargaining units of the PSEC have not one but two wage offers on the table, we have nothing. So that's a lack of respect. The hours of work, especially in our call centers, are very problematic. They want to shortchange people, not pay them what they deserve when they work on weekends and at night. They want to dictate everything. Seniority is not a, a consideration. There's a lot of problems. So we're picking strike votes because we're tired of playing in that same bad movie. We're trying, we're, we're tired of waiting and they are dragging their feet at the bargaining table for years. So to, to show up there and do nothing and procrastinate and make us wait four years to get contracts, I don't call that bargaining in good faith and being respectful. But that's why we're calling the shot, and we're not waiting to lose our time. So if Justin Trudeau, instead of just giving lectures to Doug Ford on how to treat his employees, would show that he's, he means respect when he says that he, he respects the employees, and he gives a mandate to negotiate to his negotiators, especially the CRA one, and we can move forward. So we're always willing to go back to the table, but we're not going to slow down our strike votes, and we will have stri- a strong strike mandate by April. And if by then they don't run back at the bargaining table and mean business and make progress immediately, we will strike. Because hey, I don't understand anything else. Okay, help, help, help me clarify here, uh, because you're right. I mean, the talks have been going on for years, a couple of years, on again, off again. But my understanding from everything that I've read is that you, it, it's the union that walked away from the bargaining table last time. You're the one that broke off talks and, and ended them. Um, so yeah. is that accurate? I mean, were you the one that broke off talks? Yes. It is accurate because we feel that we are losing our time. They don't have a mandate. The CRE negotiator uh, never has a mandate to negotiate. And we have the worst of both worlds because the CRE, even though it's a separate employer, is being uh, dictated its bargaining mandate by Treasury Board as per the CRE Act after the upper government changed the act in 2012. And now they never have a mandate. So we're sitting there and we're not achieving anything. Okay. So in July, in July, we proposed our proposals. We demanded that they showed respect the next round, the next session. It was supposed we, we asked for their proposals and they refused to, to table any wage proposals while everybody else around us had two wage proposals already. So that's why we pulled the plug with enough of that BS and that lack of respect. We're, we're tired of waiting. We're going to take it to go to plan B. Okay. And plan B is a strike vote starting end of this month with the strike date tentatively scheduled for late April, right? Correct. Which is the deadline for filing income taxes, which is what your uh, employees do. Exactly. Right. And look, it's not like I know I'm a bit uh, worked up right now, but it is frustrating. We've been accumulating frustration. We've been very classy during the pandemic, helping out everybody. And people don't know, but we continue to help out other departments when they were short in their call centers. We accepted to lend some of our members, even though we're not necessarily supposed to te- technically to help out Passport Canada and the refugees and everybody else. And we're being thanked with no wage to offer on the table. 
and the cost of living. I don't need to, to draw your picture that it's going through the roof. Okay, so hang on. Oh. After two years, they haven't come to you with a contract saying we are going to pay your employees this much. You don't have a wage. I got zero wage offering in, on the table so far. Zero, none. So what have they presented you? <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, that's the I first did. thing they need to come up with, isn't it? Well, one would think so, but uh, we got too many demands according to the employer. But even then, their maths are a bit special because you know when you ask a demand for to change one article, and the change would affect, let's say, five parts of the article. This is still one bargaining demand, but they count it as five. So all of a sudden, they have magical numbers to increase and multiply our number of demands to make us look bad. We have a lot of demands, but we don't have 200 as they are saying we do. So, you know, start with the beginning, but there's a lack of trust at the table, unfortunately. Yeah, clearly, yeah. on both sides, on both sides now. But, uh, we, you know, it's like a vicious circle. And for, you know, the little history, we were cited as an example back in the 2000s when the CRE, the separate employer, was negotiating directly with our bargaining unit without the interference of Treasury Board. We had back-to-back deals in 2007 and 2010 before the expiry of the previous contract. Okay. So we can negotiate quick, but we still to dance a tango, and we're tired of dancing alone. Bottom line here, Mark, what's the likelihood we are not going to have CRA employees on the job when tax season rolls around next spring? Well, the way it looks, unfortunately, if the, the past is, uh, if we, uh, we look at the past, it's not looking good. Oh boy. Looking that uh, we, may, we may walk out, but as I said, uh, I'm putting maximum pressure for a reason, is to give a chance to Justin Trudeau to order Treasury Board and the CRE to come back to the table and negotiate. And there's still time while we're conducting our strike votes because we need to go to the Public Interest Commission. It's legislation. We've got two meetings, January 27th, February 20th. And then we need to wait a month to get the reports on that commission. And then we need to wait seven days, seven civil days before being in a legal strike position right, yeah. if we have a strike mandate. So that's the end of March. So between now and the end of March, get off your, you know what, <laughs> and then go back to the, the bargaining table and negotiate. But don't make us wait. Like, put it on the table. Put a wage offer. Let's get to it. Yeah. And then let's try to avoid a, avoid a strike. But if not, this time, like, enough is enough. The farce has been going on long enough. And... I'm sorry for, you know, taxpayers, but if you were expecting a refund, my advice is file your taxes sooner than later. Okay. All right, Mark, good stuff. Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time.